A white man? No! And we're back with another Criminal Minds recap. Um, I can't say I'm pumped to uh, discuss this episode. It's really bad. It's not great. <laughs> um, I can always tell, like, by the length of time it takes me to watch an episode, mm-hmm. it's either that either means it's really, really good or really, really bad. Yeah. More often that it's really, really bad. Yeah, I, this is another <laughs> one where I had to be like, put your phone down and take notes and pay attention. And I was like, oh, this episode is it's it's boring. It's badly written and. I don't judge anyone for their lifestyle. Like, you do you. I the writers care. of this episode certainly do. Yeah. <laughs> the writers of this episode certainly do. And I certainly don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? So. Makes sense. Uh, we're discussing compromising positions, which is a bit on the nose. Yes. Uh, which originally aired October 13th, 2010. And we start with some slow jams. Oh, Yes. I weirdly sensual music for Akron, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> for anything, period. Weirdly sensual music, period. <laughs> this music does not get played out of an adult film. Yes. No one's just sitting in their car listening to this music. Yeah. And then there's two people who, and my first thought was, these people are too old to be having sex in a car. <laughs> Agreed. If you're over the age of 18, you're too old to be having sex in a car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like in the middle of typing that when I was like, oh no, they're being forced to, forced to gunpoint. All right. Yeah. This is not a romantic backseat evening. Yes. Um, cause the, like the guy just keeps saying like, look at me, like it's all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And the woman's like really panicked and there's a person in the front seat who's yeah. got a gun on them. And you can't see the person. Yes. And then, uh, they're like, well now will you let us go? We did what you wanted. And he was like, oh no, now it's my turn. And then he just shoots the gun a couple of times, mm-hmm. but you just see like the outside of the car and yeah. hear the gunshots and everything. And here's what I want us to remember. We get the silhouette. Like we can't see the guy in the front seat at all. Yeah. You just get silhouette. When we do later on see this man, I want you to remember that silhouette so we can talk about it. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, at the back at the BAU headquarters, we learned that Ellie has been placed with a foster family, and you're like, clearly she's coming back for something because they don't want us to forget, right. and they are not good at carrying right through a story. Right, is this like the third episode we've heard yeah. about her? They never do this. Uh, and um, we also learned that there have been two couples killed in two weeks in Akron, which Prentice says isn't much of a cooling off period. Mm. Um, but I feel like one murder per week is pretty standard. I like, mean, it's, it would seem like They it. say every time that that's not, not much, much of a cooling <laughs> yeah. off period, but that is basically... That's just one of the things they say. Every single episode right. when they're getting like briefed on a case it's always mm-hmm. a rate of one murder per week yes and they also <laughs> notice that he crosses racial and socioeconomic lines if there was a criminal minds drinking game both of those would be a drink and you would drink every time every we episode. need to make one of them we do <laughs> i'm sure that one exists yeah but we need we to make, make our, our own. own yes um so hutch says that one couple was killed in their home and the other in the car in both cases the husband was shot with a silenced nine millimeter despite us just having heard the gunshots from the outside of the car mm-hmm. i don't know what a gun sounds like with a silencer i assume it is not I thought it was like silent. in the movies where it's like 
more like a pew pew. I, I don't know. So if you know what a gun sounds yeah. like, I didn't bother to look it, it up. It seemed quite loud for having a silence. But yeah, like we heard it from a distance. Yeah. From inside the car. Mm-hmm. It seems it was not did not seem to be muffled. No, not at all. But anyway, then the wives were stabbed multiple times. Mm-hmm. So like you said, he's crossed racial and socioeconomic lines. Um, we also learn that he gives the men Viagra and makes them use condoms. Mm-hmm. So Hotch says he's going to strike again soon. So wheels up in three hours. Three hours. I was like, you can almost just drive to Akron. <laughs> it's like half the amount of time it takes to drive to Akron. <laughs> But yeah, I just thought that was weird. Um, I know. I don't know why he's giving them three hours to get like, he usually says like wheels up in 30. Yeah. Or 20 or an hour. Three hours is a weird. What do they have to do for three hours? I don't know. They're supposed to have their go bags, right? Yes. Um, Which Garcia shows up in Hotch's office with her go bags Mm -hmm. dressed like an absolute clown. Yes. Her outfit is is the most ridiculous outfit I've ever seen. Like, is, so this is on purpose that they dressed her up this ridiculous, like even it's ridiculous even for her. Yeah. Every part it's of her. It's way beyond her normal style of dress. Like, she has a very distinct style, but yeah. like in this scene, every single thing she's wearing looks like it came from a different person. Yeah. Like nothing makes any sense. Do you remember that Mitch Hedberg, Hedberg joke about having too many cranial accessories? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> what I could think about. I was watching this. She has. There's just way too much going on. It's so bright. And her hair is orange. Mm-hmm. And Alex like, has really got orange hair, purple glasses, a headband. Yeah. There's like Those weird, like, fuzzy weird... things yes. in the headband. Yes. And like she has like the, the clip-in multicolor extensions that like stick out at weird angles. Yeah. Like she looks like a three-year-old was allowed to dress themselves yes, it's with like, no supervision. It's like, this like is... when my daughter puts on the, the clothes from the hamper. Yeah, just all up. of them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is how my daughter used to dress herself in preschool. Yeah. <laughs> so are they just trying to make her seem even more ridiculous for asking so. this question? I think because it's point. a swing and a miss. Yeah. Because uh, she asks to take over JJ's job as media liaison. Um, Hotch is skeptical. Um Garcia clearly knows she looks like a fool because she's like, I could change my clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Like you should change them no matter what job you're going to have because you look like an idiot. Mm -hmm. Um, But she says that her job um, overlapped with JJ's the most, which I don't know that that's true. I don't see how that's true. Um, But Hotch agrees to it. He reluctantly does. and much Garcia to Garcia's looked, surprise yeah she's <laughs> as surprised as I am yeah she really did not appear like she thought that that was gonna go over well uh but then we get our first quote Abraham Lincoln said whatever you are be a good one and then or did you say that was the one at the end I think I mixed them up no Abraham Lincoln was the one at the beginning because okay. I remember thinking it was a, an odd choice yes it doesn't make sense either it makes more sense to be at the end but sure anyway on the plane Rossi wonders what the unsub gets out of making the couples have sex. Reed says that the stabbings are peakeristic and that he's likely impotent. And Prentice says that it could be a mind game since the shootings don't kill the husbands immediately. Like they're Mm -hmm. not clean shots. So they have to just watch. Um, And then Reed like just says a whole bunch of names. There are five serial killer references in the first four and a half minutes of this episode, <laughs> I looked it up. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
But Rossi says that he seems really random in his victim choices, but Prentice says there must be a link because he's so controlled and precise in everything else Mm -hmm. he does. And you're like, there's only two couples. Right. There's not, there's you don't not, have enough for well, a pattern. I Two does not patterns, make a yes. pattern. <laughs> I teach patterns. I teach patterning. Two is not enough for a pattern. Two does not make a pattern. A pattern has to repeat. Yes. Yeah. This is not a pattern yet. So, um, Garcia emerges from whatever other room on the plane there is. The bathroom? The Can bathroom, you change I your guess. clothes in the bathroom in a plane? Maybe a private jet. Maybe, but... It just seems It seems difficult. strange. <laughs> <laughs> because she's not just changed her outfit. No. She, this is a reinvention of self. Yes. And that's what we've seen inside that bathroom. It's not big. Yeah. She's got like her hair is all straightened mm-hmm. and she's not, for whatever reason, she's like also wearing contacts, yeah. which becomes a whole thing in the episode. And mm-hmm. you're like, people do wear glasses. Like you can wear. I wore glasses at work just the other day. Yeah. You can. You can be. I don't wear mine because a fully functioning adult and wear glasses. The glasses aren't the part that's. A, it's yeah. the she's all that trope where we can finally see how normal and pretty she is because she took off her glasses. Yeah, she's just nerdy with the glasses on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, she says she's dressed like a mere mortal. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, because you're more dressed business. Yeah, <laughs> she's just wearing like a skirt suit. Yeah, gray. and a headband. Mm-hmm. You're like, you don't. There's no middle ground. There yeah. is middle ground between there's, what you were no. and this. No. Uh, but then they get to the Akron Police Department, mm-hmm. which is not, in case you were wondering. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a little bit the Akron Police Department. Um, but they meet uh, the detective. It's Detective Crowley. And then mm. one of the victim's fathers who has already arrived uh, because Garcia's already contacted everybody. So she mm. seems to be pretty on the ball yeah. so far. And everyone's really shocked. That yeah. It's going well. Uh, Morgan and Prentice head to the crime scene. Morgan wonders how the unsub got them comfortable enough to even have sex. And then they realize that he put on the heat. Literally. Yeah, turned up the heat in the car. Um, Because they turn on the music and then, or like turn the car on and the music Mm -hmm. comes on. And Prentice is like, oh, he turned the heat all the way up. And I thought she meant the music, but she meant literally the heat heat was cranked all the way up. And the music. Yeah. Both of which would not make it easier to have sex. (laughs) It's like, Like, it's so hot and uncomfortable in here. And this song is so bad. And yeah, because like, you know what really is a turn on a sauna, the backseat of a car <laughs> when it's 85 degrees and the heat's just blowing on you. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No. It really doesn't. Um, they decide that a sexual sadist wouldn't do that. I'm like, yes, they would. It's like, oh, he wants them to be comfortable. Like, how is this making anyone more comfortable? No, this seems terrible. I Maybe don't know. Me. It yeah. seems like he's just making everything more awkward for everyone involved uh-huh. in this situation. Plus, he'd be sweating too. Like yeah, hot and sweaty. Well, I, I don't know, I but don't they like decide it. that they need to go look at the other crime scene. Mm. You know, so they can have a pattern with two. Right. <laughs> uh, both. It's already not a pattern <laughs> because one's a house and one's a car. You have to wait for the next one to see which one repeats. Yes. To know if it's a pattern, they, they've got to. Or go. it could be somewhere totally different, which would again make it not a pattern. Who knows? 
They don't understand this. They forgot kindergarten. <laughs> to come back to kindergarten. Uh, both men, we learned from their parents, were professionally ambitious and eyeing big promotions at work. Scott was a lawyer, and Scott, or Ro- Robert was a lawyer, and Scott was apparently a postal worker with his eye on the whole zip code. Yes. <laughs> As they put it. I don't understand like, how a, the post office works. Apparently. What a weird thing to say. Is there one <laughs> post office per zip code? I... Maybe there's a manager for all the post offices in one zip code. I don't. I don't know the the hierarchy of the postal service. Yeah. Um, So, because these men were both alpha males, a term they will use nine hundred more times times. in the episode, and Mm -hmm. I hate it so much. uh, They decide that the unsub must also see himself that way. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, Hotch has to go save Garcia from a reporter who's trying to weasel a statement out of her and asks her to please leave the press to him for now and go dig up some dirt on the husbands. Mm-hmm. She like, was about you are to literally here away. to be a media liaison. That was JJ's job. And you don't trust her to do that. So clearly she can't do JJ's job. <laughs> like, just <laughs> send her home. It's fine. Uh, Prentice and Morgan tell the team about their theory that the unsubs fantasy stems from romance and not sadism because they, at the other house, I think there were like candles or something. Mm -hmm. So they're like, there was a candle on. So clearly. (laughs) Clearly there was romance. There was romance. Oh, and like what, maybe there was like a a CD or something. More slow jams. More slow jams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, they think that the unsub must have a physical inability to have sex with the women, so he has to use the men as surrogates mm-hmm. and watch them. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the unsub, who is just getting the absolute living shit beat out of him by a man who is in handcuffs. Uh-huh. In boxer shorts. <laughs> yes. Uh, just going full roadhouse on him. Apparently just an MMA fighter. Yeah. Um, while his wife, who is not restrained uh, in any way, does being the nothing worst. I hated this woman. or escape. Yeah. Leave. She just cowers He's, there. Like, the guy has the unsub's head, like, in a leg lock. Like, yes. <laughs> go call the police. Just, just go. We go know they have a house. gun. Like, he has a gun, but the yeah. guy was also trying to get a gun out of the bedside table. He's telling her to get up and fucking do something. Yeah. And she just sits there and cries. Yeah. I hate you I so mean, much. I get it. I get it. I don't know what I would do in that situation. Sure. I might be too afraid, but I do think that I have enough wherewithal to... I mean, I'm not saying that I would even try to save my husband. I would no, probably run for just my life. leave. Yeah. I would go. <laughs> As he would, t- Nate would tell me to run. Like, why would I Yeah, run? Go to I don't know that I would like have house. the wherewithal to go get the gun and shoot the unsub. Right. Because I would be afraid I was also going to shoot my husband. Right. I, I would but at least. she would run for help. I would at least just go leave and call the police. Yeah, but she doesn't. She just sits there. No, just run to the next door neighbor's house. It's right. not like you, you live in a city. Run to the phone. Yeah. I'm sure they have a cordless. Grab it and run out the house to the neighbors. Yeah. Call 911 on the way. I, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, he shoots the husband. And then the wife is like, oh, maybe I should try to save myself mm-hmm. by offering myself to him in a sexual manner. Uh-huh. That <laughs> seems like a good plan. Yes. Which, I mean, sure. It probably would have been mm-hmm. would have been a smarter plan to leave but sure you're stuck here now she pivots really quickly after watching her husband get shot though yes it's kind of strange yeah well it's because she has no morals as we later learn sure yeah uh yeah. <laughs> it's like too little too late mm-hmm. <laughs> uh because yeah she just is shot too 
Everyone's dead. Yeah. Not the unsub. He's no. just going to leave. He's going to go. So yeah. now we've gotten a good look at him, right? And again, I would like to note that we hear the gun. We do. <laughs> we hear the silenced gun yeah. multiple times. Um, so we've gotten a good look at him now. Yes. Does he fit the original silhouette for you? Because he does not for me. Was he wearing a hat maybe in the first Maybe. One? I was like, do they have somebody, longer. somebody else stand in for him when it was the silhouette because they didn't need him there? I don't or know. Or something, but it's just something was off about the silhouette at the beginning when yeah. he was in the car. I was like, did not buy that this is the same guy. Yeah, the head shape is not the same. Right. At and all. I know it is supposed to be the same guy. It's not like we're going to get a spoiler. We're not going to get a partner or anything later on. No. But I just, I don't know. It's another one of those lazy things. Like, yeah. why is it not just him? Uh, Reed and Rossi note that the that shooting the wife indicates that the unsub is losing control. Something mm-hmm. had to have gone wrong here. Like, shocking that he would be devolving at this point in the episode. <laughs> right. Take another drink. Yeah. Uh, Reed sees the injuries all over the uh, husband's body and thinks that he might be a trained MMA fighter because he's just, like, beat to hell. Um, yeah. I forgot that was, like, a, a thing in the early 2000s. Did. Yeah. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. Why? Uh, <laughs> um, Morgan and Prentice wonder why the woman would have just come on to the unsub right after her husband died. And Morgan's like, she probably thought it was the only way for her to stay, stay alive mm-hmm. was to like pretend like she was into him, you know? Yeah. And uh, Prentice is like, yeah, but he used condoms. So these people must all be swingers. Like, She's like, am I crazy or could they be swingers? And you're like, where did that come come from? from? (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But they need to move the plot forward. That's where it came from. Well, you know, it came from nothing. They did mention earlier that contraception plays a key role in his fantasies. Yes. I was like, what? (laughs) What? And so, yeah, now they're. And the only people who use contraception are swingers. Are swingers. Right. Why else would a married couple? Be using contraception. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. All it's right. only going to get worse it from does. here. So since all of the victims worked out because alpha males care so much about their appearances, mm-hmm. Hotch needs a list of everyone mm-hmm. who has ever set foot inside any of the three different gyms that mm-hmm. the men attended. Yes. All of them attended different gyms, mm-hmm. one of which was a YMCA. Right. Do you know how many people are going to be in and out of a YMCA mm-hmm. in a city. Uh, I mean, it's not like Manhattan, but it's still, a decently sized city. It's yeah. not like our YMCA here, which right, has even the same here, 50 members. Yeah, but even <laughs> here it would be a huge amount of people. Yeah. And members there's and no time frame either. They don't know how long this right. person could have been stuck. So it's just every person who's ever been in and out of a YMCA in Akron <laughs> for the last year. <laughs> like, what a dumb list. <laughs> Uh, so Garcia is overwhelmed because she's already looking into swingers clubs, um, and asks to bring Kevin in to help. And Hodge is like, I do not care. Just Just get it done. Please get your job done. You know, Garcia, who we have long said is the only one of them who does an actual job, is now doing two people's jobs while the rest of them just like wander around doing their best thinking. Yes. Just with their thinking caps on. Yeah. And they're all (laughs) shocked that it's not going smoothly. Yes. Uh, 
Also, she says that there's like a huge number of swingers clubs in, in Akron. Akron. Yeah. I'm like, how are you finding these? Right. Isn't anyway. it not an anonymity part of it? Like, because yeah. I did also Google swingers clubs in Akron. And I'm glad it was, you took that bullet. It for was us. just a list of strip clubs, yeah. basically, which are not the same thing. Right. But like, yeah, it's like the ones that we see are just. They're not clubs. They're, They're in people's, people's houses. Yeah. So, like, how are you finding... None of them use their last names. Right. Like, <laughs> how would you even find out about any of them? I don't... I, yeah. But they do. I don't know. Maybe you go on Reddit or something. <laughs> uh, anyway. Prentice and Morgan head to the home of one of the owners or, like, leaders mm-hmm. of one of the swingers clubs. Um, and she opens the door and she's like, Ugh, Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> Have you seen a Jehovah's Witness? These, these, they barely look like FBI agents. Yeah, they definitely they don't, don't look like, look like Jehovah's Witnesses. Witnesses. But um, she's like, sure, come on in. Happy to talk to you. Uh, so Garcia calls Kevin for help, but he can't figure out her operating system. Mm-hmm. So he's basically useless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detective Crowley, who I forgot was a part of this, tells Garcia that the family of the victims are here. She panics because the team has to give the profile. So there's no one to talk to them. You know, like... One of them could leave. Yeah, they like, don't all have to be there for it. They're not equally contributing. I'm sure Reed is not going to say anything useful. He's just going to say a statistic about a different serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he could step out for this. Um, but They're yeah. already down two people, though, because Morgan and Prentice are talking to the woman I from... I forgot about that she, at that point. From, uh, so it was just, what, Rossi and Hotch and, and Reed. Reed. Oh, again, three people. Three again, one Reed could job. go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in a meeting that could be an email. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garcia is like, I'll just, I'll talk to them myself. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, you're probably going to be okay at this part, honestly. Yeah. Um, but she seems really worried about it in a way that it's like they're trying to make us worried about it. Like, yeah. And she also it. talks about how she like counsels victims, families and stuff. So yeah. like, this is something that she's she would be good at. She's used done to doing before. anyway. This yeah. is not new at this. Yeah. She can't possibly be as bad at this as JJ was at hostage negotiations. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then we get our profile. <sighs> Buckle up. You're welcome for it's having to write this. <laughs> one of the longest I've written because, well, I just, I went through the whole thing. Like, it's a double profile, a double give. Yes. And I, I've got them both, so. The unsub is an emasculated alpha male with an almost obsessive-compulsive level of control in his behavior. Because of the repetition of details at the crime scenes, we know that his ritual is essential to him. These patterns are how he maintains dominance in a world he feels powerless in, both sexually and socially. And now we're switching over because Morgan and Prentice are also giving the profile to the woman and man from Fun, Fabulous, and Over 40, which is the name of the Swingers Club. I, I was know. like, I've never been so happy to be under 40. I know. I am, I'm getting closer. I but luckily, I am neither fun nor fabulous. <laughs> so <laughs> so I am disqualified from <laughs> this group. <laughs> they tell them the man they're looking for is a troilist. And they're like, a what? Yeah. Why would you even use that word? Right. Nobody knows what that means. It's like it's. Just shut up. Just say what it means. It means he gets off on staging a scene and participating in it, such as recording sexual acts on camera or coming to parties like yours. The point is the performance. And the swinger lady's like, well, do you know who his partner is? And they're like, partner? 
His female companion? When he comes to parties, he has to bring someone with him or he wouldn't get in the door. These swing clubs are a matriarchy. My primary goal as hostess is to make sure other women feel safe and secure. There has to be at least as many women as men. And Morgan's like, actually, we hadn't considered that. I'm like, actually, you don't know anything you're fucking talking about. And you're coming in here with all of your assumptions and judgments that are not going to help you get anything done. And so she's like, what do you know about him? I'm like, they don't know anything. (laughs) Uh, then we're back to read at the station. Paul Wilson's attack showed him how physically weak he was. And Deborah Wilson's enticement reminded him how futile his fantasies were. As a result of this, this unsub is doing what we call decompensating. We use it to describe the collapse of OCD patterns that mentally Ill, Ill patients use to cope. Once one fails, they generally all do. In this case, the unsub's ritualized fantasy has stopped working, and that makes him incredibly dangerous. So what was his fantasy? Two men, one woman. And then Prentice best says... Line, best line in the whole episode. <laughs> two men, one woman. One woman. How would that work? I died. Yeah. I yeah. Died. <laughs> because I know what she meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I just wanted she to pan... She says it someone who's never had a like, threesome or heard of a threesome. <laughs> I just wanted it to pan over to the, like, the couple that they're interviewing and have them just be like, oh, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to explain <laughs> the mechanics like, or yeah. what? <laughs> but they don't. A, I wrote in parentheses, this is a serious question. It's just the dumbest question <laughs> I've ever heard. Before I even watched this, because Emily did her rewatch before me, she said, guess the line I hate the most. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's going to be tough, but there, there's a standout right there. I uh, took a screenshot of it <laughs> with the captions on <laughs> Uh, so the, the woman explains, he comes with a female companion, then most likely, or maybe the man says it, um, he'd most likely invite another man in. And Morgan's like, wait a minute, this guy's an alpha male. Wouldn't he be too possessive to share his partner? And they're like, sure, unless he was married. I'm like, ah, the erotic charge of the role play is the consensual cheating. You don't control the girlfriend the way you control the wife. It's weird that Prentice suddenly has a huge amount of insight yeah. into like the psychology, the psychology it. of like this community, like yeah. you know, what she assumes the mm-hmm. psychology of this community would be. Because of course, like if you are like in like practicing non like you know consensual non monogamy, yeah. obviously there's a lot of different ways you to have to be it. like coercing people sure. and like, like you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. in this like their attitude toward it is like. Immediately, like, oh, well, because he's making he would, his wife. He has to control his wife. He can't control his girlfriend. It's like, maybe they're both into this. There's like, a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot of things to dislike about the way this conversation's going. I'm not a swinger. The only thing I know about it is pineapples are somehow involved. <laughs> but, like, it's, I don't know. It seems like not all of the people involved in this are like, damaged coercing people into it or in abusive situations yeah and it's just so irritating but anyway like you know five seconds ago prentice is asking how it would work with one woman and two men and now she's like ah yes here's here's why he's Mm -hmm. doing this and you're like what do you know about anything right (laughs) yeah i know so dumb the husband chooses the wife's partner for her usually not married makes the cheating hotter then at a certain point he steps in Morgan says, ah, he shows his sexual superiority, proves to the room and his wife that he's the only one that can satisfy her. Until his impotence destroyed his ability to do that, 
Suddenly, he's not the only one questioning his manhood. She is, too. So maybe now it's like Morgan and Prentice are, like, speculating wildly to each other in front of this couple who shouldn't know anything about this. So maybe she cheated on him. Maybe she left. Either way, his wife was his first loss of control. And if he's decompensating, she's the pattern he'll attack next as part of his breakdown. Her or women like her. The end of decompensating is a temporary psychotic break. He'll revisit old patterns to see if they still work. And when he finds that they don't, he'll be compelled to destroy them and anyone engaging in them. It's so boring. Yeah. (laughs) This whole conversation took forever and it was so boring. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I always say, wow, that was one of the longest ones ever. But that profile was almost two pages. Yeah. Because of all the back and forth nonsense and the conversation they were having with the swingers because they don't know anything about swinging. Yeah. So, uh, it's okay. We're about to learn a lot more. Yeah. The unsub shows up at another swinger party Mm because there are just so many of them in Akron. And, uh, the woman like doesn't want to let him in, but recognizes him, calls him James. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, where's Marianne? He's like, oh, well, she's right behind me. And she lets him in because he convinces her that his wife is on the way. Yeah. Um, and she's met him before, like they've been there before. Yeah. So uh, he just creeps around looking just like an absolute murderer for mm-hmm. like three minutes. And then he pulls out two guns and just starts shooting everybody. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, then it's just like, you just made us sit through 90 minutes of profile. Mm-hmm. And of now profile. he's going to shoot a bunch of people in a situation where people know him by name and can describe him Mm -hmm. rendering all of that information you gave to everyone completely useless. It was useless before that. It was, but it's even more useless now because they didn't tell us any way to find him or to pick him out of a crowd. Indeed. The hostess of the party is Mm -hmm. like, yes, the man was James and his wife's name is Marianne. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. And I can give you a full physical description of exactly what he yeah. looks like. And here You're was like, my least favorite cool. line in this because Prentice is interviewing her and she's like, do you know his last name? She's like, no, we only use first names. She was like, so you have sex, but you don't share last names. And the woman like glares at her. I was like glaring at Prentice at the TV like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like judgy pants. Yeah. Prentice. I did not like it. I did not like it one bit. Yeah. Like they're all, they're consenting adults. Yeah. You don't have to like it. Let them do their thing. Whatever. Maybe you need a full background check on someone before you sleep with them. These people do not. And that's fine. Yeah. This has literally nothing (laughs) to do with you. Uh, They also note that he picked the lock to the playroom Mm -hmm. as the hostess calls it, which Mm -hmm. I did not love. No, no, no. Um, And they decide that he must be a locksmith. Mm Mm-hmm. Because only a locksmith could do that. Yes. Not, you know, a kid who got a lock picking kit for his 12th birthday. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, only a professional. Hotch goes in to demand more info from Garcia. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, like, just, just look time. up people named James who are married to somebody named Marianne. Right. And then, like, that can't be that hard. And then pull up their driver's license photos and show them all to this woman. Yeah. But instead, he's like, I need a list of all of the locksmiths or whatever right. in the entire world. How many world. James and Marianne's could there be in Akron? Like, yeah. tied together. Like, obviously, there's going to be a lot of Jameses, but yeah. Marianne, that's going to narrow it down. Yeah. Like, and you know what he looks like, and you have people who can identify <laughs> him by photo. God. 
All right. <sighs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, he tells her to focus on finding a locksmith named James. And Prentice and Morgan decide that they think this unsub may have killed before specifically men that he holds responsible for breaking up his marriage. So they're going to look into all of the unsolved murders. Mm-hmm. Hotch tells Morgan to go help Garcia. And M- Morgan tells Garcia to stop being JJ and keep being Garcia. And then he gives her back her glasses, yeah, which are we, apparently the source of all of her powers. We need the OG original Garcia. Yeah. I like how he specified that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! And I was like, Ugh, this Garcia and Morgan dynamic is so exhausting. It really is because it's never, it's never a real possibility. Like they never treat it like it, it could be an actual romantic relationship. It's not a will they or won't they? Yeah, because Garcia is too nerdy and plus sized to be a, a real romantic interest for someone like Morgan. Right on this yeah. era of TV, but then they're like they're, but then they're just constantly like their relationship making like, kissy faces yeah, at each it's other. It's like I've I've had plenty of good friends who are male, right? Like, but you don't, I don't talk to each other that weirdly, way. <laughs> weirdly sexual conversations right. with them constantly. Like it has to be one or the other. Why is yeah. it this weird middle? I, I don't like it. No, it's just unrealistic. Right? Like people don't act like that. <laughs> Like, why are they just trying to make it seem like Garcia is just secretly in love with him or something? I don't know. Yeah. And like, he's like humoring her. Right. It is very like, I don't like condescending right. and I don't enjoy it. And it's always with a plus size girl, which I just take a lot of offense to. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's very irritating. Mm-hmm. I hated that scene mm-hmm. so much. Yep. And he threw her contacts away. Yeah. She put them in the case her and then he threw pair. them away. And I was like, do you know how expensive contacts That's are? That's not necessary. You could have just set them aside. If I was her, I would have gotten them right out of the garbage I as soon know. as he left. I'd been like, get out of here, you ass. Yeah. Anyway, Garcia calls the locksmith um, and asks about any employees named James and like tricks him into like giving She pretends to be info. from the telephone company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he gives him up immediately. His name is James Thomas. So they go to his house and they find his wife, Marianne, and she is pregnant. And the baby can't possibly be James's because he's impotent due to like a botched prostate surgery. Yeah. Years prior, like a year prior. Mm-hmm. So it couldn't, can't be his baby. And it's yeah. like, this is taking forever. Yeah. Like at this point, I was like, there are still 12 minutes left like, in this episode. I don't even care about this baby, honestly. Like yeah. just wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, Marianne says that James is not a killer and claims that he fathered her child. She apparently won't flip on him because she's the wife of an alpha male, which renders her incapable of rational thought. Sure. It's like, so what you're telling me is this woman's in an abusive relationship. It's nothing to do with Stop calling them alpha males. Yeah. He's an abusive husband. Yeah. Like, She's abused to the point where she won't even admit yeah, that that's he not, forced her to get pregnant by someone else. Call it what it is. Like, right. he is abusive. Yeah. It has nothing to do with him being an alpha male right. because, like, I, I know people so whose much. husbands are what you would call an alpha male, yeah. which I think is a dumb term anyway because that's not even how dogs behave, right. much less <laughs> humans. And, like, they're not brainwashed. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it is a huge thing to like coerce your wife into getting pregnant by someone else, but then she can never admit that the baby's not yours. Yeah. It's. And it's like, she's not even admitting it to herself. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But Reed's like, I think that I can talk to her mm-hmm. because I'm clearly not an alpha male. I was like, for the first time in this episode, maybe this series, they're using the psychology the right way. They're like, Reed is not a threat. Morgan and Rossi are both alphas. Yeah. Send Reed in there who is way less intimidating. Yeah. Send in the guy that looks like he's 12. Right. (laughs) To go. But when do they ever admit that there has to be some psychology between who they even send in there to talk? They don't. It's just like, your turn. Yeah. Uh, So James goes to some public place. It looks like like an outdoor shopping center kind of place. Um, And he sits on a bench. Do they have those in Akron? I'm sure they do. With like courtyards and stuff like that? I was trying to think of like, yeah, there's some. It's more of like a West Coast thing to me, but. Well, just, it's like. I can think of a couple places around that are mm-hmm. like similar, but I feel like there's not as many of them around here because you can't use them for like right. at least half the year. Right. Like they don't seems make like things like that. It's like more of like a West that. Coast or a Florida thing. Yeah, for sure. Because in the Midwest, it would be too, yeah. the weather would be terrible. You're like, oh, this is a really nice place to hang out between March and mid August. Right. Like who's going to go? It's like going to the outlets. Like yeah. who's going to walk around? But anyway. Um, so, yeah, Marianne lets Reed talk to her, not to her, even at her for a while while mm-hmm. she just, like, stares glazed over into the middle distance. Um, and she finally admits that things aren't so great with James. Um, Reed shows her the photos of some men who were murdered in unsolved cases, and she denies everything until she sees a photo of one man in particular who they... I mean, they never really say it, but we assume he yeah. must be the father of her baby. Mm. And then she immediately flips on him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's like, I'll tell you everything you want to know. Mm. Like, wow, that was really fast. Uh, she tells the team that before they got married, they would go to a bar called Dunley's in the town mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I was like, how small of a place do you think Akron is? <laughs> uh, where he would watch men hit on her and then swoop in to pick her up. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James is, in fact, at Dunley's, but it's too crowded to take him down safely. Prentice decides to go offer herself up as bait. Uh, she pretends to have met him at a party where her uh, boyfriend, Brian, had sex with Marianne. James is, uh, I love how not even remotely interested he is yeah, in her. Not like, even a little. Like she like comes over and he's like, go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, and he says that he only ever chooses husbands for Marianne, which is directly... Opposite of what they said earlier. <laughs> no, they, they say earlier that, that it's only husbands and wives. But then she says, like, the cheating, like, usually the person that they would bring in is oh, not. Yes, that's right. It is the opposite of what they yeah. say. The person would bring in would not be married. Because, because it makes like the cheating less, hotter. Or, yeah. And it's like, it's something not weird. cheating yeah. if everyone involved is okay with it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. They make a point of saying it's a boyfriend, and then he's like, I never choose boyfriends. Yeah. Uh, So he knows that she's lying. Mm -hmm. And then there's a gunshot, and James goes down, and I was too bored to even notice who shot him. It was Prentice. Was it Prentice? Through her purse. Through the purse? Yes. Through her purse. I was like, well... Because somebody, because I couldn't tell if she was grabbing her gun, mm. like because she heard the gunshot, or if she shot him. Through no, the she purse shot him through what? the purse. So she put her hand inside the purse and shot him through the purse. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, every one of them now is getting a turn of like 
I'm going to take my vest off and go in unarmed and I'm going to do it. Right. And it's like, yeah, finally, so I want, let's, let's keep track of that. If everybody gets yeah. there. <laughs> Cause now we've got Hotch, Morgan, Reed and Prentice have done it so far. Um, so it's finally her turn. And then right through the purse, she gets them point yeah. blank. Uh, and then she cuts them some slack. Almost also didn't seem like it was maybe necessary to shoot him. Right. Like they all rushed in. Like, you mean? She was talking to him for some time. It seems like somebody could, could have come in from another direction no, no. They, and taken him down. They but no, they shoot everybody. And like after he's shot, she's he's like, tell Marianne. And she's like being so understanding. She's like, like, I will. This guy fucking I will. sucks. Why are you being nice to him? Like, tell Marianne that you're a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah I will. I will I'll definitely <laughs> tell, tell Marianne she, she's free now. She's better <laughs> off now that you're dead. Yeah. Ugh. So. Then we get our next quote. We all wear masks and the time comes when we cannot remove them without removing some of our own skin. Andre Berthoumian. That was a great pronunciation. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that word. Uh, back at Quantico, Hotch tells Garcia that she's really good at her job and he needs her to do that, not mm-hmm. JJ's job. And Garcia's like, oh, thank God, yeah. <laughs> because that was the worst <laughs> two days of my life and I'd rather die than continue doing JJ's job. <laughs> and yeah. And that's it. That's it. But you know what? It's a pretty genuine exchange between... Um, Hotch and Garcia. It is, yeah. And I was like, man, I mean, he's already topped yeah. out. Like, we can't give him any more points. I refuse. But no, he is. He's like, you know what? You are you are really, really good at what you do. Mm-hmm. And we I, need you I to just be you. really need you to do that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just like, please stop doing JJ's right. job. You're bad at it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it was better than he has been. Um, do you want to start with statistics or profile? <sighs> I mean, how would you rate this profile as far as accuracy, plausibility, and helpfulness on a scale of one to, one to ten? I'm going to give it like a three. Yeah. It might be accurate, but it's not helpful. And it wasn't plausible that they would have come up with that, any of that information, considering that they knew nothing. All they had was like, we think this guy might be a swinger, but they don't know anything about that community yeah. or how anyone behaves or and the thought process that goes behind the decisions that anyone makes. Yeah. And we know that Reed, Hotch, and Rossi are giving a profile to the police while Morgan and Prentice are still interviewing the one, like, hostess of a swinging Which club. Which was the place where they got any bit of useful right. information. So how so are they what, giving that other profile without knowing yeah. what Morgan and Prentice found out yet? Like, what Hotch and Rossi had to say it was literally nothing. Yeah. It was useless. Mm-hmm. And then none of it was helpful anyway right. because they Somebody identified him. did normal police work. Yeah. Again, it's what they always do. They just uh, show up too early in the investigation yeah. and then None of the police work's been take done yet. all of the credit for the work that the police would have done yeah. had they not been there. That's very true. Um, for season six, we are five and oh, 100% white men so far, but it's early, very early. Overall, we are 112 to 23. Would you like to guess the percentage? Uh, is it? Is it 84%? It's an even 83%. Ah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, but I if thought we, maybe. If we don't have a not white man soon, I mean, we might sneak up to 84 for a time. Uh-huh. Uh, the next episode is Safe Haven. Which I don't, I, I don't know anything. I think I do. I think. It, I'll be interested to see what happens once I actually... I can't... Like, I feel like I might... I don't know. There's so many that are like, 
I'm thinking of a, an episode, but I yeah. don't know if it's this one or not. But we'll see. Yeah, it's hard to know. So, yeah. well, wherever you're listening, be sure to leave a five star review. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at The Unsub is a White Man. Our merch is on Redbubble. If you get any, make sure you tag us. We'll share you to our stories. Our theme music is composed and performed by Nate Youngblood, and the podcast is produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And until next week, we'll be trying to figure out how it would work with two men in.